This is Chris Gardner of Houston Round Bar Review, speaking with someone I've known for, wow, man, almost half your life, probably, yeah. Manny Smith. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm good, man. Uh, just been busy running around, uh, traveling a lot, uh, but, man, I've, I've been blessed, man, so I, I can't complain. Okay, so for those who don't know, tell the listeners the reasons why you've been traveling in and out of town. Yes, yeah, so um, a few years ago, we're a faith-based uh, Christian sports apparel brand, um, and, man, we just been fortunate, but man, it's just it's kind of taken off on us, um, and, and really we've had some explosive growth here recently, and um, because of that, you know, the interest level and potential investors, strategic partners and things like that um, has kept me kind of on the road, meeting with different people. Um, and uh, it's, just, it's just been crazy, man, to see the way the brand has grown and, and the interest that uh, it has kind of picked up all over the country. So that's, that's been the main reason for for my, my frequent traveling uh, here recently. And, uh, and the case, I think we might have missed it. Name the company again? Active Faith Sports. Yeah, Active Faith Sports. It's a it's a faith-based sports apparel brand. How how long has it been around? How did you get involved in Active Faith Sports? Um, we launched in January of 2012. Um, man, it it really kind of the culmination of of my journey and and the in, the ending of one dream and the beginning of another. Um, you know, as you know, you know, basketball, playing basketball, that was, that was my first love, man. That was my thing, man. And, and, and that dream of playing in the NBA, I had that dream since I was, you know, five years old. Um, and that was really what I dedicated, you know, my, my, my life to was, uh, achieving that dream. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to be able to, to, to touch it at least. Uh, but unfortunately, um, a month after I signed my first NBA contract, I, uh, I, tore some articular cartilage in my left knee, which resulted in two microfracture surgeries. And just like that, my basketball career was over with. And, um, man, I was really just praying on what, you know, what to do next in my life. And, um, you know, was really kind of frustrated and, and just in a, in a, a bad place, in a dark place. Um, and, you know, God blessed me with this vision for, a sports apparel brand that was similar to, you know, all the brands that I grew up wearing. And I grew up wearing Nike and Under Armour and Adidas and Jordan. Um, and so I wanted to create something that was similar to that from an apparel standpoint, but um, had a different uh, messaging and meaning and mission behind it, you know. And so um, that's really how, how that all, that whole thing got started. And I heard you say we, so who was, who was part of it with you? Yes, yeah, so... Um, you know, it's funny. The first thing I did when, you know, after the surgeries and recovering and, and coming up with um, the idea, I reached out to um, different players, different guys that I played with or played against um, that I knew would, would uh, understand the mission, what we we're trying to accomplish, understand the vision um, and the concept for the brand. Uh, so different guys who I knew whose faith was important to them. And so, um you know, Anthony Tolliver and Steph Curry happened to be two of the guys that I reached out to um, that 
fell in love with the idea and with the concept and wanted to be a part of what I was trying to build. And so um, they became, um, you know, partners with me in this in this company. And, uh, man, we got this thing launched in January 2012, and it's just been kind of a whirlwind uh, ever since then. Did you receive or are you still receiving any flack, negative feedback, you know, being proud of your faith and outspoken about it, some folks frown upon that. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's something that, um, you know, we face obstacles because of that every day. I mean, from the beginning, um, there wasn't a single mainstream story that we talked to that would even give us a chance just simply because, you know, it's faith-based. You know, I, I actually, you know, had meetings, I had meetings at Sports Authority and Academy and Foot Locker and Foot Action about our brand, and, and you actually actually had meetings with people who were, you know, were Christians, who understood the concept and actually loved it. They loved the product, they loved the messaging, but they just knew from their corporate company standpoint that there is no way that they were going to give us a chance, give us a shot in their, in their stores. And so, you know, we faced those obstacles from the very beginning. Um, and then also just, uh, you know, you have the people who question the motives and uh, don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. You know, I get that question all the time. What does faith have to do with sports? What does Jesus have to do with sports? Um, and we tell, and, and, and our response is the same every time. You know, we base our brand off of the, uh, the verse, uh, it's Colossians 3 and 17, and it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord, giving glory to him. And so, what we believe is no matter what you do, whatever you do, whatever your passion is, you can do it and give God glory while doing it. Um, whether you are a teacher, um, a parent, a writer, a lawyer, or an athlete, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that God has blessed you with, your talent and ability to do, you can do uh, for his glory and, and honor him in doing it. And so um, it's not about, you know, praying that, God allows you to win the Super Bowl. You know, to us, we feel like God has much more important things to deal with. It's more so just uh, being able to recognize that we are blessed with the gifts and abilities that we have and giving thanks. Um, and then also just just the platform that sports provides. I mean, take the Olympics, man, and you have com- countries that are at odds with each other. Uh, everybody knows about it the negativity in the world, but it seems like during the Olympics, man, for some reason, it's just a magical time where a lot of that stops and, and everybody comes together sports. You know what I mean? That's how powerful sports are, that the whole world can come together for something, you know, that, that revolves around sports. And so for us, we're like, hey, something that is that powerful, a platform that powerful, why not use it for something uh, positive? Why not use it for something um that can glorify the kingdom, and that's really what active faith sports is about, you know, encouraging people to be active in their fitness and in their faith, you know, so. What, describe the apparel. Uh, I mean, what kind of apparel is it? I mean, is it for men and women, kids? Yeah, yeah, so we've got men's, women's, youth, it's all uh, fabrics that we're using, so, um, you know, the same thing you would get from a Nike or an Under Armour Adidas, um, you're going to get. Um, 
to act their faith. Like I said, we're going to have a different messaging um, attached to it. You know, it's, in, it's embedded in, in the design. I mean, from uh, shirts, shorts, hoodies, hats, flies, socks, I mean, anything you can think of, um, we, we are producing. Um, we're, we're trying to fashion ourselves to be, you know, a, a faith-based Christian version of a Nike, if you will. So that's definitely um, the type of product that, that we have, that we have to offer. Do you sit in on the design of, of the apparel, or does someone help you with that, or how does that work? Um, man, to be completely honest with you, um, I'm involved in every aspect of it, from design to production uh, to, you know, the graphic design. Um, uh, I built the website, um, you know, the, the whole nine, um, the, the, the digital advertising, the social media. Um, I pretty much have my hand in, in, in every single aspect of, of what we're doing right now, which is um, it's something that I feel like you kind of have to do in the beginning. You know, any entrepreneur that's trying to start something, trying to build something, um, you have to do that. Um, now we've gotten to the point where we're growing so fast, you know, part of what our plans are as we continue on this growth is to kind of build out the team so that I can delegate some of those tasks. Because to be honest with you, uh, you know, I, I, I rarely sleep, man. This is this is a it's a it's a twenty four hour grind. So, um, but yeah, it's it, uh, it, I'm definitely fortunate to be a part of it. But, I, but but to answer your question, from design to everything, I, I pretty much have my hand in, in, in all of that. How can folks purchase, or where can folks purchase the apparel? Yeah, so we are um, completely e commerce. So online. You can go to activefakesports.com um, and and see all of the gear that we have available. You can make and you can purchase from there. Um, we will soon, in a matter of a couple of weeks, we will be on Amazon as well. Um, I know a lot of people like to shop on Amazon. We'll be on Amazon, um, and we will be renewing our agreement with Lakewood Church. So Lakewood Church has a church store here in Houston, Texas, and um, they will be carrying you know our full line as well. Um, so those are all the places that you can uh, make a purchase, and, and you can definitely check us out on, on our Facebook. Uh, just search Active Faith on Facebook, and we're Active Faith Sports on Instagram as well. And now I, I'm got, I got to uh, tie this all together a little bit in this sense, since you said that your hand is in almost everything you do and the website design and all the other things involved with it. Did you learn that at Hightower? Or U of H, or both. Um, to be honest with you, this is so far beyond anything that um, I ever thought I would be doing. I, I have no background in design. I have no background in business in any of this. Honestly, I mean, um, I just and that's another reason why I know it was you know a vision that God blessed me with because I never envisioned myself doing anything like this. Um, my my goal, man, from like I said, from when I was five years old, was to play in the NBA. Um, but uh, I will say that you know a lot of the uh, the uh, the education I got at, at not only High Tower but the University of Houston, the network that I was able to build and, and create from that. 
has definitely been instrumental in, in helping me um, along the way. But as far as man, the actual uh, skill set of, of what I'm using right now, man, it's all kind of been a self-taught thing and, and, and learning along the way of trying to do this. And that's, that's how life works because I'm a proud U of H alum too. I went to school and graduated with a BA in business, but that really did not steer me to create my website, a Houston round ball review and, and how the stuff that I've, I've done over the years as well. So it's just how things work out. But so I'm, I'm so proud of, of you and, and everything you've accomplished with active faith sports. I remember you playing in, in, I think it was Hicks had a called the Rucker on Wood back at, back then. Yep. So that's when I first saw you play, play basketball and, and saw you then, of course, playing at the University of Houston. So I'm here for a long time. Let's talk about your thoughts on U of H basketball when you played yep. to now. Good, bad, indifferent. Yeah, man. Um, you know, when, when, uh, when I first got there, I think that previous season, I think we had, the, the team had won eight or nine games or something like that. Uh, and, you know, for me being a hometown guy, staying home, uh, it's funny. I, I'll never forget, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to be a part of winning programs my entire life. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, from Little League, you know, we won multiple, you know, winning multiple championships in Little League, middle school. The middle school I went through had never won a district championship before. And, you know, we won both, you know, both years that I played in middle school. And then even at Hightower, you know, just, you know, winning district, winning the region. We went to state back-to-back years. Obviously, we, uh, we lost, uh, we lost the state both years, which is something I still, still regret to this very day. But, uh, you know, my junior and senior year combined, you know, I think, I think I lost, we lost five games, six games, you know, that, that, that entire time in, in high school. And so going into U of H, I had never experienced anything other than winning. And I'll never forget. Um, one of the assistant coaches at their time, uh, Coach Fitzpatrick, I'll never forget, I'm a, I'm a freshman, I'm coming in, and um, I walk into the office, and I asked the coaches, I said, okay, so coach, how many how many wins do we have to get uh, this year to, to go to the tournament? And I'll never forget, they all just laughed. I mean, they must have fell on the floor laughing at me. I mean, they were just rolling laughing at me, like, you know, this this kid he's so he's so you know wet behind the ears he has no he has no idea, um, but that was my mentality. You know what I mean? I didn't I, I just I, I just I had always been a part of winning and that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do was right. U of A be a part of building that program back up. You know what I mean? And so um, you know over the course of my career, you know we we got to winning twenty plus games. You know and um, had our had our opportunity at one point I believe my junior year there was like maybe a, a week or two weeks there when we were ranked in the top 25 and then we had a big letdown and lost to somebody we should have lost to and fell right back out um, but I did I was able to experience feeling some of that excitement around the program again and that was something that 
man, I, I'll never forget, and I really, really, uh, you know, appreciated it, and it was it was so cool to be a part of that. I definitely believe if I didn't have some of the injuries that I had at the University of Houston that uh, we could have accomplished some of our goals that we tried to accomplish as far as getting to the tournament and, you know, type of thing. Um, I felt like we were on that track, you know what I mean? And, and some injuries kind of derailed, you know, what we were what we were trying to do. But um, I look back on my time, uh, you know, there's definitely some struggles, definitely some obstacles that I didn't expect that I had to overcome being there. But uh, I just, being a hometown guy, being able to represent your city with Houston across your chest, man, it's, it's just, I can't think of anything better than that, you know. Um, and then, so just watch what's happened since I have been playing. I mean, to, to go over to campus and see the brand-new practice facility. You know, they're getting ready to build a new basketball arena. and think, I mean, I'm, I'm just – I'm so proud of, of what's going on. I'm excited about, you know, the potential. Um, I'm, 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 I'm so pleased with our, our the president now. She's just really uh, – that she cares about athletics and she knows how important that is to the overall uh, the overall experience at a university and you know is, is investing in that and, and I'm, I'm happy I'm happy about that um, you know coach Sampson it's funny he actually recruited me when he was at Oklahoma when I was in high school um, and I'll never forget going going into my last summer um, I was before ABCD camp. He uh, had me come, you know, he wanted me to come on a visit. And he told me, he said, now, hey, look, when you go on this visit, we want you to commit, you know, when you go on the visit. And I told him, I said, Coach, um, I haven't gone to ABCD yet. And every college coach in America is at ABCD camp. ABCD camp was the best of the best across the country in the same gym at the same time, you know right. what I mean? And right. I'm like, there's no way I can commit before that. And uh, he was pretty upset with me because of that. And he reminded me when he got hired, when Coach Sampson got hired, I remember going up to speak to him and, and uh, welcoming him to the Cougar family. And he's like, yeah, I remember you. I remember you turned me down when I was at Oklahoma. So that was, that was pretty funny. But uh, he's been so welcoming of not only myself, but all of the former guys. And wanting to bring, you know, all the former players back around the program and get us more involved. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's a great thing. That's something that is needed. Um, so I'm excited, man. I'm, just, I'm hoping we can at some point start really getting some of these top-tier guys uh, from, from Houston to stay home, you know, and, 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 uh, like I did, and, um, and rebuild a program that just for so long um, has, has not lived up to what it could be. What do you believe it will take? to get top Houston area talent to stay home uh, and go to U of H? You know what? I think that um, a couple of things have to happen. Um, when, back when I was playing, I, I remember um, my freshman year, my, my coach my freshman year was let go. Uh, coach Ray McCallum was let go. And, and, you know, there was talk about who the next coach was going to be. And, I remember Coach John Lucas being on that list, and I remember I was fighting so hard for them to hire Coach Lucas because, one, you know, him being a guy that that's, has such respect, not only in the city of Houston, but around the country with these, talented, these top talented guys from around the country, I thought 
there would instantly be a pipeline of that top tier talent, um, you know, coming straight to to University of Houston. Um, but now I think it's a combination of we have to win, we have to win on a national level so that guys don't feel like they have to sacrifice exposure to stay home. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If they understand that, hey, you know, I can, I can win get the exposure and stay home, I think they would do it. Um, we've been, we've been like so close to turning that tide a couple of times. I remember back when I was coming up, I remember, uh, TJ Ford, D Ewing, um, I think the Mecca, I'm trying to remember who the other guy was. You had a group of guys that were actually talking about staying home and all going to University of Houston. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember if Clyde was the coach at the time. It might have been Clyde who was the coach at the time. Um, and, you know, obviously that thing kind of fell apart and everybody went their separate way. TJ to Texas and Dan Ewan to Duke, Mecca to UConn. Um, something like that would have changed the trajectory of our program for sure. You know what I mean? Because basketball is different than football. It, it only takes two or three program changing guys that can really have that type of impact. And if you can get a group of guys to come together and say, Hey, um, let's stay home and do this. Uh, I think that could change the tide. You know what I mean? Um, I, uh, I'm proud of, you know, all the different guys, you know, whether it's justice Winslow and De'Aaron Fox and all the young guys that have come up from Houston and went elsewhere and, and made it. Um, but to me, I'm almost like, Hey, Especially if you're a one and done guy, you know, and you've got that type of talent, man, stay home and do that one and done at, at University of Houston, win, and then it, I feel like that just breeds other guys who are coming up to 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 know that hey, man, I can still make my dream come true of making it to the NBA and stay home and do it. So I think it's a combination of winning and getting some guys from the University of Houston to actually get to that next level, make it to the NBA, so that these top-tier guys who that is their ultimate dream see that it can happen, you know, right here at the University of Houston. And, um, you know, like I said, for me personally, I feel like that would have been something that I would have been able to do had, you know, I not suffered the injuries that I suffered. Um, and those types of things can change the program, man. They can change the program. So I think it's a combination of those things. What are your thoughts on – because I agree with you, the coach Sampson has done a much better job of reaching out and connecting with the former players, the alums in athletics, to come and welcome them back to U of H because that was lacking for far too long, <clears throat> as we've talked about off the record a lot of times. <clears throat> yeah. What what about in terms of marketing can U of H do yep. to improve? Um. You know, I feel like um, I, I really love, you know, what what the football team did, you know, um, the whole H-Town takeover thing. And I know basketball, you know, has their for-the-city thing that, that they're pushing. Um, but I, but I, do, I do know this. At the end of the day, you know, and I, and I kind of look at it the same thing even with, with my business, what we're doing with Active Faith. You know, we can have the best promo we can have the best ad, advertising, all those types of things. But at the end of the day, if our product is subpar, then none of those things matter. You know what I mean? So True. I think winning is kind of the cure-all for everything. If, if you can win, you can put together anything 
that people were rallying around, and especially in the city of Houston, man. Houston, Houston is, you know, it's a major city. We've got all the major sports here. Um, if you ain't winning, people are not paying attention. They're not supporting. At the end of the day, that's just what it is. That's and true. So um, there's so many other things that people can be doing, you know, versus some of these college towns, you know, um, they're not taking away from what they've actually done as far as winning. But, I mean, you go to Texas A&M, there's nothing else in college stations but Texas A&M. You know, um, you know, even Austin, there's no professional teams there. UT is their professional team. So there's a built-in support there that's going to that's gonna be there. I'm not going to say regardless because they still have to win, but it's just a different situation where you're here in Houston and you've got the Texans, you've got the Rockets, you've got the Dynamo, you've got the Astros, you've got all this stuff that you can do um, as a fan where if the University of Houston ain't winning, you know, nobody's going to care. Right. But we've seen, but we've definitely seen it where in football and basketball, when the team starts winning, the team starts making noise, the, the city will rally behind you. So, um, man, from a, from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, I think they, they, they're on the right path. You know what I mean? They're, they're promoting and pushing the fact Damian Dotson just got, you know, just got drafted. That's something that you have to, you have to promote. You have to show these guys that, Hey, you can, you can come play here and, and still make it. Um, you know, from a social media standpoint, I think, um, they're doing a great job, but at the end of the day, the product on the court is what's going to, is what's going to make everything else work. So we, we got to win. Okay, I'll put you on the spot. In your mind, how close is Coach Sampson and the staff and the, and the team to getting to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, um, you know what? Last year, I actually thought we were going to have a good chance last year. There were so many unfortunate situations. I think there was a game against uh, is either SNU or Cincinnati, and, and, and our leading scorer, Rob Gray, was – was out sick and we played the game so well, the close game and just ended up coming up short at the end. And I really felt if Rob was able to play that game at full strength, that was the game that we would have taken. And obviously with the ranking of that, of those teams, I think that would have definitely helped, uh, you know, put us in, in a position to do that, to do so. Um, I honestly, I haven't had an opportunity to see, uh, any of the, the incoming guys, um, so you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make any any bold predictions coming into this season until you know I, I've kind of seen what kind of talent we've been able to bring in, um, man. But it's it's, I feel like I feel like it's, it's, it's there for the taking. I feel like Coach Sampson has the pedigree as far as uh, not only what he's done on the college level, but also coming from the NBA uh, to be able to get some of these guys, man. And and and, and I feel like we're close, man. We we just got to get over that hump. Um. Yeah, I just I mean, I I, I can't I can't give you an answer now. Ask, ask me again in, in a few months when I'm able to see, you know, the guys that we brought in, and 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 I and I'll give you a better answer then for sure. That that'll work. You, you know, I will. I, I I got no problem asking the question. <laughs> no problem. Will you have time, or do you make time during basketball season to uh, stop by U of H to not necessarily go to the games? but talk to the staff and the players if they, you know, if they ask you questions to try to pick your brain. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's definitely something I want to do more of, but I've, 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 uh, 
you know, I've come to talk to the team a couple of times over the last couple of years and um, share with them some of my experiences, share with them some of my advice. Um, you know, I still uh, go up to the practice. I go up to the practice facility whenever I can and, you know, because I'm, I'm in there getting up shots late at night sometimes and, and, and seeing who's in there putting in that extra work and, and talking to those guys. So uh, it's definitely something that I just I feel – I feel some ownership in, you know, I feel some ownership in this program and, and definitely um, when I have the opportunity to come around, be around the guys um, and, and be a resource, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely uh, do that. And how old are you now? Man, I'm 31, man. I'm old, man. I'm old, man. Do you, do you feel old? I mean, when, when the, the young guys, young players ask you questions, do you feel old? Like, do you flash back and remember, like, I used to ask questions like this to other folks? Yeah, man, the crazy part about it is, you know, one of the things that I, that I, that I tell them is to not take this window and this period of time for granted because it goes by so fast. And I don't think you realize that when you're in it because I honestly remember being the young kid coming from Hightower, coming into U of H, and um, – you know, starting as a freshman and, you know, the upperclassmen calling me, you know, you know, kid or, you know, youngin, rookie, whatever, you know, I remember those times vividly and it's like, boom, just like that, I'm looking back and I've been out of, out of U of H for, you know, 10 years now, you know what I'm saying? So, um, when those guys are asking questions or even, even when I'm seeing like their, their birthdays, I'm seeing guys who were born in the nineties in the two thousand or sorry, in the two thousands. Or not the nineties and, and coming up to two thousand, I'm like, Oh my god, man, I'm I'm really old, you know what I'm saying? But um you know, th- those those are the times where where I feel where I feel old. Mentally sometimes, man, I feel like I'm that same kid, I feel like I'm that same guy. But uh man, we get to talking to them and, and uh, seeing getting the the difference in their experience, man. Uh to be a college athlete now is so much different than what it was even when I was a college athlete. I mean, when I was playing, I remember Facebook had just been kind of introduced when I was in college. Uh, and now this social media aspect um, that these guys deal with is a completely different level. You know what I mean? You have a you have a bad game on TV, you know, you, you, you get back to your phone, you got people – going crazy on you, you know what I'm saying, talking all kind of stuff about you and criticizing you on your social media and vice versa, you know, with the praise and the adulation and all those different types of things. So this is a completely different element that these guys have to deal with that we didn't have to deal with. And, uh, uh, you know, I just I, I try to help them out as, as, uh, as, as much as I can. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, but i got to ask you, I mean, it's A-Town, we talk basketball, what are your thoughts on what the Rockets are putting together? Man, I'm 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 excited about it, man. I'm I'm, I'm almost I'm kind of waiting for that other foot to drop because I feel like Daryl Morey has, has something else up his sleeve. I know you know they're working on the Carmelo deal, and and I'm hoping that at some point that goes through. Um, I like it, man. I like that that they're aggressively trying to to do what needs to be done to compete with the Golden State Warriors and 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 to. Uh, 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 Get that championship, bring another championship to Houston, man. Um, I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. Um, obviously, me being a point guard 
to, to get a guy like Chris Paul, who you know is going to be a Hall of Fame point guard here, you know, with the Rockets in the city. I think that's that's amazing as well, man. So I'm I'm excited about it, man, and, I, and I'm hoping we can we can pull off another move and um and 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 and, and compete with, with with those guys out in Golden State. Well, have have you and Anthony Tolliver and Active Faith started making plans to uh, put in a bid for the Rockets? Man, I, I, I wish I wish I wish the growth was at that level. I wish the growth was at that level because uh, I certainly would, would be interested. Um, man, I, I uh, I'm looking at the valuations of these teams, and, it, and it's just amazing. I mean, at what you know, Les Alexander and even some of these other guys, what they bought the team for, and what these teams are valued at now is just absolutely incredible, man. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that. Uh, you know, I, I was joking around uh, the other day, and I was like, man, I wish they would do something similar to, like, the Green Bay Packers, even if it's not for the entire team, but sell part of the team to uh, to the Houston public, allow, allow people to buy shares, buy a portion of that team, and have that ownership be, you know, by the people. You know what I mean? But um, – We'll see what ends up happening, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what are the Rockets going to sell for? Like $2 billion? Oh, I'm thinking 2.6, 2.7, yeah. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, get two people go with some money, with long money to kind of go head-to-head, back and forth. Yeah, I think it'd go that high. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Lanny Smith, wrap it up for me. Is there anything that you want to touch on that I haven't asked you to discuss? Oh, man, you know, the only other thing is just uh, for anybody who listens to this, you know, whether you're an athlete or not, whether it doesn't necessarily have to do with sports, man, I just want to say that, um, man, whatever your dreams are, uh, man, uh, attack them wholeheartedly with everything that you have and just know that at some point there may be a pivot, at some point there may be an obstacle, at some point, uh, something may happen, but uh, just keep your faith, man, and God will bless you with with a dream bigger than the one that you have for yourself. And, and I'm I'm a I'm a living testimony of that. Um, and I just uh, w- want to encourage um, the the players. If there's if there's any players, any athletes that that, that will hear this, uh, while you're working on perfecting your craft and chasing that dream with what you're doing athletically. Uh, make sure that you find your identity in something else outside of your sport. Um, Because a lot of times we get trapped into uh, believing that that's all that we're good for and that that's all we can do and our identity and everything gets tied into the basketball court or the football field or the baseball diamond. Um, And at some point, the game is going to end. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, unfortunately a situation like mine, we have an injury and that career ends early, and even if you have a 10-year career, you're still 30 when, it, when that's over with. Um, the game is going to end one day. And um, a lot of guys ha- are having a lot of trouble with that transition just simply because they don't know who they are. Um, and they're having that identity crisis, not knowing who they are without basketball, without football, without baseball, whatever it is. Uh, man, so find your identity in something else. Let basketball be something that you do, not who you are. And... Um, yeah, that's 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 really all I, uh, I'd like to add. Thank you for your, for your time, my man. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. You you work twenty four seven, so I really do appreciate you taking these these moments to uh, speak to me for my website. 
like I said, man, I, yeah, I, I probably have known you about half your life. So, so I feel yeah, old for man, sure. If you feel old. <laughs> yeah, man, we go back, back, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. And, um, man, anytime, man, you want to, do a follow-up or anything else, man, feel free to let me know. Oh, man. it's going to be a follow-up because we got to talk about U of A's basketball during the season, so that will be a follow-up. Trust that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. You take care, man. All right, Chris. Appreciate it. All right.